Thank you again for tuning in to Business Over Breakfast today. Very excited uh, for this particular episode. This is the first of two parts with Jesus McDonald of JRM Marketing. I had the opportunity to be interviewed on his podcast for two different episodes. The first one will be all about marketing. And then the second one in tune with our theme here at Business Over Breakfast is all about his background and what led him to starting a company and his journey on the on, in entrepreneurship. Uh, so excited for this first episode, and then you can stay tuned for the second and uh, what made him a great entrepreneur and building his company in the uh, website marketing space. Without further ado, let's get started. So what exciting things do you have going on today? Oh man, today... We are in the midst of making some some big reorganizational changes um, at the business, which has been been fun, gearing up for a lot of growth over the next probably year or so. So that's been that's been fun. We've got our hands in so many pies. So trying to streamline everything, uh, think about reorganization of people and um, and making some strategic. Hopefully we'll see it. We'll see. It. I'm not going to disclose exactly what it's going to be yet. Probably next yeah. podcast, I'll be able to break down exactly what I'm talking about, but I'm still under an NDA right now for some, uh, some big, big moves. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah. you got a lot of secrets. you got a lot of secrets. I want to, I want to, I want to know it. What's going yeah, on. That's right. You'll give that's us a right. snippet on LinkedIn, but then you're yeah, like, you'll more to come. To, <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. You'll have to tune in uh, to Jesus's podcast here and subscribe to get the next time. Next time we uh, link up, I'll, I'll be, how about we do this? I'll be the, I'll drop the news here first. That would so. be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for those listening or watching this on YouTube, I wanted to bring on uh, Steven mainly because he does B2B podcasting. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be very, very hot topic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everyone that I talk about talks about the podcast, Mm -hmm. talks about strategy, talks about, is it working? What's your podcast analytics and all this other stuff, right? Yeah. So I thought it'd be great to have him on. And yeah, welcome to the show, Steven. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm excited to uh, dive in. You know, I know we've been uh, engaging with one another on LinkedIn for quite some time, and and uh, talked a lot about some future plans together. So uh, excited yeah. to to talk through, you know, and uh, and get on the pod here. I think it's going to be fun. So, what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? Just curious. Oh man, I feel like for me, it was like something that I couldn't not do. Um, yeah, like even in. Um, in college, like if I needed money, go start knocking on doors to, you know, mulch some lawns, you know, yeah. <laughs> mulch some yards. Um, and uh, I think I just naturally gravitated towards, first of all, selling. And then after kind of getting some, my feet wet in the, in selling, especially in B2B, uh, quickly understood that, you know, there I'm selling for somebody and someone's vision I'm selling. And I would much rather be uh, focusing on painting that vision with trusted colleagues and directing the ship with them as opposed to uh, attaching myself to somebody else's vision. And uh, a little bit of a, I think a a calculated risk taker as well. So I think it just, it was just, you know, something I always wanted to do. It's in the DNA too. It's been passed down from great grandfather on down. So Got to do it. You know, it's the Rosenthal thing to do. <laughs> now, the vision that you're talking about and wanting to do your own, pretty much your own vision instead of tackling yeah. somebody else's vision. Are yeah. you doing that right now with your company? Yeah. Well, so, 
you know, it's, it's, it's multifaceted. And I think from the outside looking in, it looks like a, and probably is honestly right now, it's not super focused. Um, so like, you know, like what you mentioned, the B2B podcasting quickly, I noticed when I moved into selling for organizations that are a little bit less known than like a fortune 500 that I was selling for pre- uh, previously, yeah. we needed some sort of air cover. We needed brand recognition. We needed to provide some sort of value upfront in a sales process, even maybe before we even get onto an intro call so that, you know, there's some sort of credence and that, that kind of lays the groundwork for that initial call. So, um, you know, I started my business as an outsourced sales company um, for B2B software companies. And my first client, you know, we were struggling with figuring out where to where the leads were coming from because their marketing was just not not too hot. So we then built out our media as a podcasting, you know, real content generation with the purpose of how do we figure out distribution of that content? LinkedIn, email, even like a Slack channel, you know, how do we build an audience around that for the purpose of lead gen and converting into leads for our outsourced sales customer? That was kind of our pilot. You know, I wasn't really thinking about building a whole company around that marketing strategy, um, but it just blew up. It was an awesome opportunity. It really worked out well because it's a, a great way to engage an audience. Um, and then we built out an arm of the, the company of the outsourced sales company for B2B podcasting. And my real vision, what I wanted to do from the outset with the outsourced sales was build out a sales and marketing function that I could plug anything into, whether it's buying a business, whether it's starting another business, I can, I have the sales and marketing function built out and then, you know, go maybe secure clients for that, you know, function outside of my own businesses, but kind of build that out. So that's what our media became, you know, the marketing side, software sales as a service, SaaS. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the, the outsource sales and kind of sales development side. You know, now that those two sides are built out, now we're thinking about how do we strategically either build a software business or, you know, go through some sort of acquisition or something like that, that can kind of utilize that infrastructure. So that's yeah. the long story, I think, of the the vision um, that I'm hoping to to do there, um, and what I'm hoping to build. So you're doing like a mixture of marketing and sales services. Exactly, exactly. Like Those hybrid. two businesses right now, we've got you know eight clients that were basically an extension of their company. Um, you know, gotcha. for marketing and sales, and, and, who, and some marketing, some just sales. Yeah, and who's uh, your ideal client? You know, I was kind of surprised, you know, I initially just thought it was a software company, you know, because that's what I was coming out of. You know, I was in med device, transitioned to software, started my own company. I was like, hey, software is where it's at. I'm just going to do this for software. Then uh, we put on a cold email campaign for like all CEOs in Denver and some random mining company was like, hey, yeah, we want a podcast. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> so that was not an ideal client in my mind, but they've been a, a you know a tremendous client. And then we we since then grew in the mining space. We have a, a a number of clients in there, and then we moved into the insurance. But I really think it's B two B communications. You know, companies that are going to communicate B two B are really kind of our ideal client. What kind of uh, things do you see? I want to know the deep insights, like because yeah. you manage all these clients, and you don't have to throw names out there. Yeah, these yeah, clients. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. what do you see that works when it comes mm. to the podcasting? I think it works because everyone's like, I want to do podcasting. And then they quit after three months. Yeah. Well, I think podcasting is a means to an end when it comes to our strategy. 
It's like, yeah, we do B2B podcasting, but it's not for the sake of having something on Apple or you know Spotify. I think it's the what we've noticed is how do we move valuable content into audience creation, into moving the needle in a business or in an organization. You know, those are the three things that we look at. So it's really creation, distribution, and then moving the needle, you know, actual, actual results. All of our clients, we really take on how do we function through that entire continuum? You know, so we're not like an audio production house. That's not a, you know, somebody who just needs their audio file, you know, edited. That's not us. You know, we're really looking at how do we build an audience from that content, uh, which is not a one size fits all. You know, we got to know the business. And then the other piece is that last mile. How are we driving leads from that audience? Or how are we, you know, for our mining customers, how are we driving investors from that audience? That's how we're thinking about it. Now, is there anything that sticks out that, hey, this really works? LinkedIn. LinkedIn, 100%. (laughs) What about Instagram? Instagram, I've heard before that Instagram is good for podcasters, but I don't know if that's true. Yeah. I mean, so so we haven't, we just first, this is actually, you know, we're launching a client right now. That's our first foray into Instagram and Facebook. So Mm -hmm. I'm by, you know, by no means an expert in those two areas. Yeah. Um, one thing that we are leveraging is influencer marketing off of Instagram, which immediately you know gets you a, a good foot in the door. Mm-hmm. I just am so high on the organic reach of LinkedIn; it's just unfreaking believable. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And then and then it's just like you know, especially in B two B communications, like I mentioned, that's what people are expecting to see on that LinkedIn. platform. Right. Um, so it just works out better. I think Instagram, Facebook might work really well. Um, and we're going to find that out probably in the next six months, but for B2B, but it just, everything I've seen is a lot B2C. So, but I, but you know, I'm, I'm now, I haven't tested it enough, you know? So I, I stay in my lane, you know, I, I, if you've got somebody that, uh, is really good at Instagram and Facebook that, uh, communicates B2B, we'll hire them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have, I do have somebody that is a contractor really good. He does basically Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat oh, wow. ads. Like yeah. he's, the, he's the advertising guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's him. what I hear. I mean, I don't know. T- I haven't done too much in ad in the ad world either, but that's what I've heard. Ads are really good there. You know, even you can ads listen to like really Chris good. Walker for Facebook ads, you know, his whole split the funnel um, situation there. I think it, you know, ads sound like they're, they're pretty legit. Yeah. Yeah. I had him on my show. Um, I think it was the last episode on here. So he was saying like, yeah, I just turn on Instagram ads and I get 10 leads. Really? Like all these other companies are paying thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars and they're getting junk. And I'm like, yep, (laughs) (laughs) you got to know what you're doing. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Um, I would love it to network in with that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll definitely, um, I'll send you his info. Yeah, online. that sounds good, man. Um, but the other thing I was going to mention is strategy, hmm. podcast yeah. content strategy. Oh yeah, um, everyone's talking about it. If you don't have a good strategy, like yeah. you're really behind, or it's you're mm-hmm. not going to get far. Yep. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. do you approach each client with a different strategy, or do you kind of apply the template to them and then modify if needed? So, I mean, I'm a big fan of like the cliche freedom within a framework type situation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have our, you know, 10 page, sometimes it turns into like 15, 20 page kind of implementation guide 
that's like a one to two month implementation for any new client that we yeah. bring on for like any sort of content generations, you know, primarily podcasting right now. Very well may be like a, uh, you know, um, a metaverse you know, content creator in three years, you know, like podcasting is what it is right now. Cause that's where you can create good, valuable content, you know, right. that might not be the case in three years. So we'll see, you know, but, um, but anyway, we're going through that framework and the way that we look at that, that, um, framework is really two primary lanes. One being what does the market want to hear? What are they hearing now? And are there gaps in what they're hearing, you know, uh, specifically for your domain? you know, um, domain, meaning like your niche, not your website domain. Right, right. <laughs> uh, and then the other piece would be, what does the company want to communicate? And that's a little bit easier, you know, typically in our implementations for them to, you know, spill the beans on all, all the things that they want to communicate. And then we try to narrow that down and make that contextual with whatever mediums or, you know, or channels we're going to be responsible for. How do we make you know, what, the, what the market wants to hear and what the company wants to communicate? How do we marry those two things together for a LinkedIn contextually or for a podcast platform contextually or for a Slack channel or for an email newsletter or a drip campaign or like a, you know, a webinar series even? You know, so we're we're looking at marrying that together. But I think if you don't have a, the reason why strategy is so important is because if you don't have kind of the foundation, then you become you really become all things to all people. So you're really nothing to anybody. You know, right. and then there's it's really hard then to drive the needle um, for any organizational you know either revenue or you know audience growth. It's just a challenge to do that. So totally. The one thing I was also going to ask is how do you experiment with what the market wants to hear is it just let's just talk on these topics or is it like what's current events or do you i mean you got to throw out some linkedin posts out there right oh yeah yep yep i mean that's so what we 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 are a big fan of feedback loops too so i think you know content creation like we mentioned and distribution being that second piece the distribution what makes that good is if you have a good feedback loop so you know we had our our all hands meeting we've got you know all seven of our people or eight now i think of our people hopping on the call, talking about what we're doing for every client. You know, what are we learning? What's the, you know, everything from the mining to the insurance, to the personal brand, to like the, you know, retail, to software industries. That's what we're serving now. And recently NFT, you know, blockchain industry, we just got our first yeah. NFT client on. So, nice. Yeah, but anyway, so we're looking at learnings across all these, you know, platforms, all these companies, um, trying to compile those and generate some some high level feedback loops and then some more micro feedback loops for each customer, you know. So, for instance, we put together this is what we want to do for Series One for one mining customer. We brought on a director of technology on to get interviewed on two different product lines, not to talk about the physical products, but the market and educate you know potential investors around what the market looks like mm-hmm. for those two products. And we saw just a massive inflection in the podcast listenership there. We were trying to figure out what that was. We narrowed that down to a single LinkedIn post that just performed super well on the CEO's uh, LinkedIn. And then we built out an entire series strategy for series two around let's define these markets. So that would be an example of the feedback loop, but you got to be listening. You got to be like looking at what's working, you know, Um, because sometimes those small little inflection points you can double down on and built out an entire content series around that, you know? 
Um, awesome. Which has been cool. I mean, it was, it was a it was a great, I think, uh, kind of tangible example of, how, of what worked there. Capture the attention of your next customer with valuable content. More and more companies are hoping to create podcasts for their businesses, but the big question is, are they effective? Our Media is here to help grow your business through developing and effectively distributing your content on digital platforms. We're not just producing podcasts. We're repurposing the episodes into LinkedIn content and email newsletters. We're breaking down the metrics of podcast engagements and community building. And we're giving you in-depth analytics and insight. Also, you can build your community. Go to ara.media slash grow and sign up for a free implementation worth $6,000. This offer is only available for the first five who sign up. Be sure to sign up for your free implementation today at ara.media slash grow. My other question that I was going to ask you, because that's all marketing activities and yeah. marketing research and everything. Yep. How, how do you incorporate the sales part? Because you're really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> you're good at the sales part. I've seen your well, LinkedIn profile. You have sales experience. So I'm curious yeah. to know. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I love it. I'm, I love make, doing deals. I love uh, deal making. So, um, and I, but I, I think the main tenets that I live by one is abundance, which makes, you know, a big audience. If you're building a big audience, mm-hmm. you immediately have an abundant mentality. There's just so many opportunities. There's so much opportunity in the world that in order to live in fear and scarcity is just, you know, short-sighted, you know, and, right. and you're really inside your own head. You know, you, you got to live in that abundant mindset. Um, that also allows you to be detached from a specific deal. Um, and then when you're detached and you're not desperate to try and get any deals done, you can have good intent. You know, you can be customer focused. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my team will tell you, like, I just every day talk about, you know, we got to be focused on the customer, do whatever the customer, you know, what, what do right by the customer, even if they're not thinking about it right now. So how do I tie in the, you know, content to distribution to sales I think it's, it's a lot of it is hard work, <laughs> you know? So when you're building that audience, um, it's not just for the sake of building it, you engage, engage with that audience, um, in like a meaningful way, you know, and, mm. and whether that's LinkedIn DMS, you know, email exchanges, uh, you know, building out a Slack channel or a webinar series, um, for that audience and just trying to bring as much value to that audience as possible. That's like your primary focus. And then we layer on, on top of that, like sales development. So we've got either, you know, like the SDR model. It's a lot different when an SDR is hitting up somebody who is listening to your podcast for 18 months and saying like, hey, we're really focused on this topic. We have this, this, you know, service or this solution that really helps this issue that we've seen. And then, you know, would you want to talk about that? I mean, that's like... Nine times out of ten, they'll take that meeting, and then you're building pipeline, you know, with your with your podcast. But it's really with your content and distribution model. But it's just it's sometimes easier to just say, yeah, we're B two B podcasters. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? it is. It is a beauty because um, I tend to hesitate too because I'm like yeah. I'm not trying to go for the juggler, but yeah, I'm also yeah. not trying to be salesy. Yeah, um, yeah. So part of it's more like you know what I'll just have you on my podcast. Mm-hmm to talk yeah. about it. And yeah. I see it as an aspect of business networking. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so Absolutely. we're building a relationship and it's crazy because there's people that I've had, 
you know, B2B marketers on my podcast that have reached out and said, Hey, let's talk about that website redesign. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, we're well, that's what we're talking about. Bro. You know, believe me, you're still on yeah. our radar here. We've yeah. got it in the plan for 2022. <laughs> I so. got you, man. I got yeah. you. So yeah. there, it's, it's interesting because, yeah, this is like a true living example right here that yeah. we're talking yep. about. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting because they'll have like team meetings and they're like, okay, mm-hmm. well, we need a web developer mm-hmm. or we need a web designer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, oh, I just had a podcast interview with Jesus. And mm-hmm. he runs a web development agency. Yeah, exactly. Let's just, let's just give him a call. Or let's yeah, just well, for him. so for the listeners listening in, I mean, the, I've been on two calls with this this guy. You know, most of most of our interaction has been in the comments section of LinkedIn, and yes. I think seeing you consistently every time I'm on LinkedIn, there's a post from you in my feed, which is I think a a, a true testament to your consistency. But the big thing is they're always valuable. So you, I, you have a halo effect with me. When I think about a, needing a web designer, I know that you have, I've listened to your, your content for like 12 months. So I know that you have the expertise that we're looking for. You're, you have a, a marketing mind and then you're layering on top of that, you know, website development, um, you know, capabilities. So when we think about that, it's like, yeah, we're going to go, go with him. You know, um, it's just a you know matter of timing on when that's going to happen That's awesome. <laughs> at that point. So, yeah, no, that's awesome. And I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. The well, that's, that's the selling part, you know, that's also just what I try to tell people because they'll come in and it'll be like, Hey, so let's talk about podcast analytics. I'm like, throw that crap in the trash. Like, yeah, yeah. honestly, you're going to quit. You're too focused on numbers. Just yeah. if you want to see how many people download it and it makes you happy and you can have a great mm-hmm. rest of your day, then go for it. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, it's a top of mind strategy and it's mm-hmm. a long haul game. Yeah. So you just said, Hey, I've been listening to you like what? Six, 12 months. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you're, you're still not even my customer. Yeah. yeah. But so we're, I'm like we're planning on it. It's literally, yeah. like, literally, I just was talking with the director of finance here for us and we've got his name and his, his, you know, quote in our plan, you know, for yeah, yeah, rolling yeah. out marketing for a new company. So, yeah, but I'm yeah. just saying like, it just takes time. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And consistency, consistency, yep. time, top mm-hmm. of mind strategy. Yeah. It's also yeah. a personal branding approach too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's the one thing that I just really love about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's way better than let's do lead gen. Yeah. In a way yeah. where we're paying a company to just feed us a ton of junk. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Salespeople Agreed. hate that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It clogs up your calendar. You know, I think it's, uh, you know, everybody loves a full calendar or they, so they say, but you know, if you've got a bunch of junk in there, it's just a clog, you know, and then you can't, you can't do anything meaningful. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, we'll, we can we can double down on on your example or you as an example of how to do you know B two B podcasting well. Um, I think you know you're engaged with people that are engaged with you as well, and I think that's that's like a big variable to you know to success in this game as well. You can tell quickly those people that are actually actually caring about providing value in the market, you know, by their response to anybody else commenting or anybody else, you know, doing any sort of engagement with you. Uh, But the other piece I think with that is, you know, you, I feel like you want to, I don't know, you want to build um, that initial 
uh, network, especially on something like a LinkedIn, because then it's a lot of you know word of mouth from there, like you mentioned, um, that's happening with that secondary network. Even if it's you know word of mouth in the digital age, where you, you know I'm engaging with your posts, and now people that are in my first degree that are super engaged with me are now seeing your stuff. You know that I've, I see that even as a word of mouth thing, because if I'm right. engaging, then somebody's going to say, "Hey, well, Stephen respects." this guy's opinion. I want to listen to that person too, you know, right? Um, and vice versa. So I think that's a, that's a pretty cool strategy too, to think about. No, totally. Now let's talk a little bit about crypto. I have a ton of questions for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So are you dipping your toes in that? Like, Oh my hey, gosh. Like I'm you're like, providing B2B podcasting yeah. services in exchange for crypto? Uh, yeah. Right now. Yep. Wow. Full yeah. throttle. Full throttle, man. We, we dove in. I think it was mid-September was the first time. It's been on my mind, something that I've wanted to do. Yeah. And I was kind of strategizing over the summer around it. And then we uh, went full-blown with the project here. So we're... Uh, what made we're you want to do it? I'm curious. It's so funny because... The people that I work with now, like I've been on such a kick around this, like I can't stop talking about it. Every single yeah. <laughs> meeting <laughs> like comes up. So I like, you know, we could be here for like three hours. So, <laughs> yeah. but uh, what made me want to do it? I think it's underestimated. Uh, you know, in one word, it's underestimated, mm-hmm. especially right now, even you know, I think smart contracts are 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 just huge. I mean, it's like a game changer. You know, I'm thinking about and in conversations with, and this is an, another you know exclusive. I've never talked about this publicly, but I'm I'm in conversations yeah, yeah. with dropping my own project as well for NFT project for the purpose of the smart contracts and that focus that I kind of uh, laid out for you. Like, how do we build out sales and marketing and then plug companies in? How do I bring a community? into the financial opportunities that exist with that, that focus and that strategy. Um, It's almost like building that audience, building that community. I think, you know, crypto, especially NFTs and smart contracts, it's like a key into, um, you know, building a culture around what you're doing. Uh, and, and that could be professionally or personally. A lot of people are doing it personally. I'm personally more excited about the professional um, side of things. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm looking at it as how can I incorporate people that want to invest in what's happening in the macro with my career? I, I think NFTs and smart contracts give me the opportunity to do that in a pretty awesome way. Um, so that's kind of my my longer term strategy with it. But then, yeah, and, and in conjunction with that, is building you know disruptive businesses that leverage that new technology. Um, you know, in the industries that I'm you know familiar with and that the team is excited about. You know, that we're that we're building with. So, so when you mention smart contracts, what is that specifically? Yeah, well, so. I think a, a great way to to for somebody to to get started with it there I think it's nftbasics.com I, it's either nftbasic or nftbasics.com yeah. uh, if you follow just at nft ignition on Twitter Danielle um, she is just a, a phenomenal resource for somebody who wants to nice. initially get into um, learning about this space 
But smart contracts, you know, and I'm going to, somebody's going to listen to this and be like, this guy doesn't know what the heck he's talking about because <laughs> I'm learning a ton myself. That's everyone on Twitter. So, so you're good. <laughs> oh yeah. It's so true, man. I'm learning so much myself because I, you know, I'm, I'm not a technologist. I, you know, I'm a businessman, you know, love deal making. So, right. um, and then try and find good people to kind of fill my blind spots and gaps. And one of them big gap is technology and the actual technological part of that. So, but anyway, smart contracts is utility on the blockchain. You can think about any agreement that you have. It's just instead of, you know, the deed of your house sitting at the local municipality, it's now a contract on the blockchain. That's a smart contract. So that, I think that's like the most simplest term, but I'm sure I can send you some links to link in the show notes here on if you want to go deeper on it, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no, I think those Twitter suggestions were really good for resources. Because I do think it's the future. Mm -hmm. I do think that's where I think it's too new for a lot of people to understand mm -hmm. what it is or get their head wrapped around it. And I was proposed by other crypto, I guess, gaming companies that are in the crypto yeah. space, right? Yeah. So to me, it's like, I don't know it, too much uncertainty or too much yeah. insecurities because yeah. I, I'm not really in there. So let's do yeah. cash for now. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> I feel that's, that. That's what, that's what we do. And, and yeah. Yeah. For the no, books, I feel that. for everything, right? Yeah. But yeah. I also feel like those who jump on it now are going to just benefit huge in like five, 10 years. Oh man, dude. I mean, it's been, it's been unbelievable just researching projects. It's almost like investing, you know, like I, right. I've been researching. Like stocks, you're right. Oh yeah. But it, but it's been cool because you can really dive into who's behind these projects. It feels a lot like, you know, what people talk about. I'm never, I'm not an angel investor. I don't have the money for such endeavors, but it feels a lot like that. Like you could go in, do some deep dive on some people who are who are putting out some pretty cool NFT projects that leverage smart contracts. Mm -hmm. Do a deep dive into what they're doing and what they're trying to do, and you know, buy one of their um, you know assets that they're dropping on the blockchain known as NFTs. You can buy that and then ride that wave with them. And I've done that, and already it's. It blew my mind. I mean, I was like, I'm going to put in some tests, see how this goes, you know, put, you know, something I could lose into a couple projects and it became something I can't lose. So I was like, I'm going to tie yeah. tests out of these. So, and then I was like, I'm all in, like, this is, this is unbelievable. It's a, it's a huge, huge opportunity there. And I think there's a big opportunity for software companies that are able to leverage what's happening in that tech, in that space. I think if if you're able to leverage that well now and think about if you don't if you're not if you're a software company not thinking about how to leverage blockchain smart contracts and NFTs for your customer base you'll be behind in 5 years for sure like there it's just going to be a catch up game you know yeah. um it's kind of like people who wanted to start a blog or people who want to start a podcast it's kind of catch up now if you're if you don't have a blog it's like what are you doing? If you don't have a mm -hmm. podcast, you're kind of in catch-up mode. If you're not thinking about NFTs, you know, now you'll be in catch-up mode in five years, you know? Right. And I so. think the hardest part is knowing when to cash out. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. the oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Because I'll give you, a, I'll give you a story about that, that just will make your heart sink <laughs> <laughs> for me. It's been terrible. Yeah. Because I'm thinking about it whenever you have cash, like yeah. that goes towards your salary, people's salaries. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, yeah. All of the stuff of the business. Yeah. When we're talking about crypto, we're thinking stocks. Yeah. So imagine yeah. you having a Tesla stock. 
Yeah. Or yeah. Apple stock, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's there. It's growing. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, look, yeah. It looks pretty. I, I mean, I yeah. can't. I, yeah. I should use it. Maybe I can't yeah. use it. If I cash yeah. out now, that would be stupid. Like, yeah. <laughs> so you're yeah. like playing that game. Oh, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, I, I, um, I, I think my philosophy is, is one, like with this space, I am investing for learning. Like I, you know, a lot of, a lot of what I'm doing now is for like understanding and being a part of projects that I think will help me understand the space more. And then also in, in line with that is like, oh man, I'm, I could really get behind this person or I think that there's some opportunity for us to do business in the future. So I want to get in that camp now, you know, on the ground that level. Makes sense. Um, yeah. So those are the two ways that I'm investing now. Um, although there was a time in, in the summer when it was just like, it was a gold rush. I was, I was playing that flip game for sure. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, we had, my wife and I had just had a baby. So I'm up all night holding the baby. I'm just on my phone flipping NFTs like all night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was crazy. But to give you a, for instance, like there was a project I got in for, you know, a modest sum, we'll call it, you know, less than 5,000. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it was, it was much less than 5,000, but 5,000 is uh, fails in comparison to what it is now. So I got mm-hmm. in less than that then. And I really believed in the project. I think it's a long-term play, um, you know, and then over the course of four months, it grew, you know, my investment grew to tens of thousands. I mean, it was like yeah. un, unreal, like we'll call it less than 50,000, you know, so at least 10 X, I think it was like 12 yeah. X in four months then. So, and, and I'm working on a few strategic things. So I was like, I need the cash, I'm going to cash out, use that, you know, invest it back in the business. Mm-hmm. Literally seven days later, it doubled. Like if I would have waited seven days, I would have made an extra $70,000. It's like, it's crazy. So the cashing out situation, like you can't, ah, it'll just eat you up. Just pull (laughs) it when you need it. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's the best way to view it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But I, I mean, I think it's really cool. You know, it's a great space to learn about. And if you're in marketing, if you're building communities um, and building audiences, you really got to look at, the, I think, it, the the space from that lens. You know, hop into Discord is like the, you know, the place and and Twitter, um, you know, are the two places that all the activity in the and the audience building is happening. If you can hop in there and and learn how these people are are engaging mm-hmm. and building audience. I think it's I think it's awesome. Not only that, but they're giving their audience financial upside on what they're doing with their NFT mm. projects, which I think that's what blew my mind. It's yeah. like it's right in line with what we're talking about. You know, they're building valuable content for people, distributing that that to build an audience, but then the re- the moving the needle is your audience is directly benefiting from that moving the needle. Like if you, if you drop yeah, an NFT yeah. project and people are buying in and then you provide just untold value uh, based off of that project, everybody, your entire audience is benefiting from that. You know, everybody's I've been seeing that on, on Twitter a lot, Instagram too. Yeah. But yeah, Twitter where here's the roadmap. Yeah. Like they're yeah. building a ton of hype. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's like, this is the community they're all believing yeah. in it. And yeah. we're all doing more and more and more and more. And it keeps going up. Yeah. Yeah. It's the hype. Right. Yeah. I know. I know. And yeah. it's interesting because they'll say, here's the new image. Here's the new coming yeah. soon. Here's this. Yeah. It's like little snippets here and there, like teasers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's true. I think, 
you know, you got to think about it like for you and I, like we build out plans and roadmaps for our businesses. Right. It's the same thing. You know, it's just people are doing it with art and games right now. You know, it's going to be with businesses later. I mean, this is, it's going to be a way to invest in a business. You look at Artifact, R-F-T-K-T, I think is um, the business. Andreessen Horowitz just dropped like $9 million for them to basically build out a business, a merchandising business behind what they're doing there, you know, with their NFT projects. Um, I really think it's like a, a cool way to potentially, you know, lay out, this is the roadmap for my new marketing company you know, in order to be a part of that, buy my NFT, and then you raise 9 million, 10 million to start your marketing company, you know? Totally. I think it's, uh, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's, there's a lot of, lot of, lot of options there. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Yeah. I, I think we're out of time. Oh, I know, dude, I talk way too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. I got another five minutes. I just don't know if you're, if you have more time or. Yeah, I got a little more time, but, um, I could, I mean, I, I get, we talked I get so a, excited about this. No, I'm very passionate about talking about marketing and sales. Yes. So especially yes. podcasting and LinkedIn. Yeah. I mean, I get asked about that all the time. So I'm like, yes, yes. we're going to do one together. Yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool. You know, anybody out there, I know you're trying to figure out, especially if you're in marketing, trying to figure out how to build your audience and in sales, trying to figure out how to build your, your pipeline, which mm-hmm. is just one step away from building an audience. You know, so I think everybody's trying to build that audience. I think there's a lot of great ways to do that, but developing high quality content, whether that's in a blog, podcast, webinar, I don't know, the book, whatever you want to do. And then looking at distribution and getting up with the times around distribution. I think that's the takeaway for, for, you know, the audience in this, at least this episode, you know, is, is, is how do you do that? Well, high intent, provide value, you know? Right. Awesome. Steven, we're definitely gonna have to do a part two. Yeah. Well, I'll try not to talk as much. Maybe I'll interview you. How's that? (laughs) (laughs) This was all about you. You can have me next time on your show. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. We'll uh, we'll break down what JRM is doing here. (laughs) (laughs) No, this was great. I loved it. Cool. Awesome. Thanks again, man. It's great to talk. You too. See you later.